Hey, this is Sawyer, Angie's son. Could you be in a toxic relationship? How do you really know? That's what we're talking about today. Signs and what to do if you're in a toxic relationship. Enjoy! So, let's get started. Narcissistic abuse is officially defined as the intentional construction of a false perception of someone else's reality by an abuser for the purposes of controlling them. It involves a sort of constructed reality in which the narcissist manipulates you emotionally and psychologically over a period of time. Here's the thing, it can be kind of hard to figure it out because dealing with narcissistic abuse, you'll find that it's incredibly subtle and pervasive. To give you an idea of how difficult it is to see it, it took me personally 35 years to recognize that I was dealing with it. They are extremely or excessively critical of other people in their own life. See, a narcissist often shocks you with their extreme criticisms of the people in their life. Whether it's their parents or siblings or friends or neighbors or coworkers, they've always got strong opinions about everyone and how worthy they are. And believe me, no one's immune to this. You'll find out soon enough if you haven't already. Now, if they have kids or they're involved with kids in any way, you'll see the narcissist become very controlling and critical of the kids too, alternating with seeing them as perfect reflections of themselves. Interesting, right? They might also be critical of others' parenting choices, whether or not they're actually a parent. Of course, this can also lend a glimpse into the future. Narcissists can be very charming, at least when they want to be. A lot of times they're going to listen to every word you have to say, and they're going to file away any vulnerabilities you reveal for later use. And this is especially going to be true early in the relationship where they're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out who you are. And it's going to feel really awesome to you at the time, but later it's going to come back and bite you. They will also do this throughout the relationship. For example, let's say you told the narcissist that you felt insecure about your weight. Well, in that case, the narcissist might later make discreet pokes at you about that. Or if you're in a romantic relationship, they might make comments about other people who are thinner than you. In any case, the narcissist is out to feel better than you and to make you doubt yourself at the same time. So they have an ultimate goal, and that is, as I said, to make you doubt yourself. So you become what? more dependent on the narcissist. They throw out the L word a little too quickly. It's easy to get caught up in the manipulative web of a narcissist, especially when they're on their best behavior, putting you on a pedestal and idealizing you. That is almost certainly where they're going to be early in the relationship. They'll say, I love you really quickly, or they'll tell you it was love at first sight. This is often also the time they'll employ the whole love bombing technique in which you start to get that soulmate vibe. They'll start to seem like the person you've been searching for for your whole life. It will seem too good to be true because sadly it is. You don't know what's normal anymore. Listen, if you're regularly being told that things are normal when deep down you know for sure that they're not, you're probably getting gaslighted. For example, let's say your toxic boss says to you, hey, can you just lie to that client about the safety of that item so we don't have to give them a refund or whatever? Well, when you refuse, you might be told that all employees lie on behalf of their employers, and if you don't want to be a team player, maybe you need to go find a new job. They claim to have a crazy ex. Oh yeah, we have all met someone who has a crazy ex. But when you've got a narcissist on your hands, you'll see early in the relationship that they almost always tell you some horror stories about the ex. They might say their ex cheated or verbally abused them. They might claim that their ex was physically abusive, often hitting them, or that they were emotionally abusive, constantly tormenting them. They might even say that the ex was very, very stupid or any number of other things. In any case, you'll end up feeling sorry for this person and that's their goal because when you feel that way, you're gonna find yourself doing literally anything you can to avoid being like the ex. This means that the narcissist is actually conditioning you by subtly telling you what they don't want. And by attaching emotional pain to those incidents, they set you up to be just like the ex when they do get past the initial love bombing phase 
the idealization phase and into the devalue phase. You will spend then the rest of your relationship following these unwritten rules without even realizing it. They point out all the things about you that are better than the ex. This seems like a good thing, right? But no, now that you know how awful the ex was, the narcissist is ready to start idealizing you and putting you up on a pedestal. They're going to spend some time identifying everything about you that they just love. And those things are going to be because they're so different from the ex. And you will see, you'll go out of your way to prove that you're nothing like that crazy, horrible person. It's human nature. Of course you would. So as I mentioned, the conditioning continues and the narcissist wins. You will be fully in place and set up to try to start conforming yourself to the narcissist's desires. And this, guess what? It's another way they begin to take control of you. Number seven, you might lie to keep the peace. By nature, you're not a liar, and in general, you are pretty honest in your life. But because of the extreme stress caused, each time you anger or upset the narcissist, you might find yourself at least bending the truth a little in order to avoid the reaction of the narcissist. That is sure to follow any discussion or situation that is against the narcissist's little rules. That brings me to number eight. You stop trying to be heard. As humans, we are programmed to share our experiences and our thoughts with the people in our lives. But when you are dealing with a narcissist and there are signs that you're being gaslighted, you might notice that you eventually kind of give up. You stop talking about yourself around the narcissist and depending on the depth of your relationship with this person, you might even stop talking about yourself altogether. You might even forget how to talk about yourself. And you'll notice that because one day when someone asks you a question about yourself, you don't even know what to say. You forgot who you were. The narcissist remains blameless in all situations. That's right. In general, narcissists are unable to accept responsibility for anything ever for their behaviors and the effect of these behaviors on the people around them. They just don't care. Early in a relationship, they will often tell stories in which they are the innocent victim where they're being used, abused, screwed over by someone. Yes, the narcissist loves the poor me game, also known as narcissistic injury. Since the narcissist is playing a victim, you will find yourself playing the hero once again. You'll want to protect them or take care of them by constantly reassuring them of your loyalty, honesty, dedication, devotion, etc. And guess what? The narcissist, they get a little more control of your world. Of course, as the relationship moves forward, they're going to start blaming you and you will become their favorite new scapegoat if you stick around. So be warned, you start thinking maybe you really are the crazy one. The intensity of a narcissist manipulation tactics can really get to you. And when you are out there looking for a solution or just any way to end the argument or disagreement, you might find yourself convinced that the narcissist is right. And that there might really be things you could be doing better. And maybe you start to think that maybe the narcissist's behavior was a logical reaction to your mistakes. You ask yourself, am I really the one who owes them an apology? And then you apologize anyway, because that's the easiest thing to do. And when the narcissist, if the narcissist accepts your apology, they'll only do so long enough to hold on to it so they can throw it back in your face later. You're emotionally exhausted. As a narcissist wears you down, you're going to become depressed and anxious. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to always question yourself and you're going to start to feel really hopeless. If you're in this situation, you might feel exhausted from the roller coaster ride you've been on with this narcissist. You might even think that you're just a little oversensitive, but that's because the narcissist is subjecting you to these tactics. You probably feel a little confused and you start to think you're kind of out of it. You're disoriented. And thanks to all of those references to your paranoia and memory issues or whatever, you might find yourself seeking help for depression rather than the actual issue, the gaslighting narcissist in your life. The truth is that getting out of a toxic relationship like that is the first step you actually need to take in order to save your own sanity.
but sometimes no contact isn't an option. It's not possible. So what are you supposed to do then? Well, you start planning and figuring out what you're going to do, but in the meantime, you learn how to deal with it. You learn how to get through it. So I'm going to give you a few tips right now to help you do exactly that. Now there are some other things you're going to need to do to recover fully from the gaslighting, manipulation, and mental abuse that you are experiencing now or that you have experienced before. Remember that it's important to stay active. Now tip number one is start by getting back to your life. So get out and do things with your family or your friends because remember that an abuser loves to alienate you from your loved ones. Number two, keep your mind focused on other things so that you don't isolate yourself at home and become dependent on that negative person who's feeding into your self-esteem issues. I have found that focusing on what I can control as opposed to things that are beyond my control is especially helpful. You have to change your mind to change your life. Number three, call your friends, read uplifting books, or concentrate on a project like redecorating your house or a room in your house. Number four, do whatever it takes to keep going. If you have a job, continue to work and take note of your goals and achievements. If you don't have a job, maybe look for one or start your own business. Working can get your mind off of your problems and give you the necessary affirmation that you can do whatever you put your mind to. And it reminds you you're not worthless. Number five, avoid jumping into other relationships until you're fully healed emotionally. This is because you're more likely to fall for other toxic partners who are just like your ex if you're not careful. You don't want to get in the same situation as before and repeat this cycle in your life. Number six, don't waste time on thoughts about your ex, whether they're negative or positive. Some people make the mistake of spending a lot of time focused on their thoughts of how much they hate their former partner or how much they wish they could get revenge or how much they love their former partner and none of that is helpful. Once you get through the initial few weeks or months, start focusing on yourself instead. Number seven, release the anger and focus on what's important. And that's you. Did I mention that? It's time to move forward with your life. So don't be afraid to seek some professional help. Whether you're looking for a coach or a therapist, you want someone who can help you work through your feelings and help you build your self-esteem back up. Don't let a toxic relationship break your spirit. You can get out there and you can take back your life. Now I do offer coaching. You can go to queenbeing.com coaches. All right, now this brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, are you in a relationship with a narcissist or have you been in one before? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comments section below and let's talk about it. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you here and here and while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.